and Brian Biggio used to just like do cocaine. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I don't understand what hey, is this still going? Uh, it just started. Yeah, this is a, a Scotty Peterson again, and uh, uh, we were talking about the one that got away, and uh, maybe just the one, and how it feels to be with the person that you think is like oh, you know, very special man. for you. And uh, it's how like you can tell it's the one that got away. Hmm. It's like you know it is after it happens, and then she is obviously going to go through a bunch of people that are horrible. Just like you go through a bunch of people that are horrible. And then you get together and you meet them again and you sleep with them again for like a year and a half. And they're happy about it. You're happy about it. That's usually how it ends right there. But after you fuck that person the second time after a period of you being sad that they left you, you know what I mean? Like you catch yourself literally being like, Thinking about getting married and being like, I thought Lucy was never the one that got away. Who? Oh my God, you said her name. (laughs) You're like, man, that'd be a cool thing to say at my wedding. Like, wait a second, Uh, I only fucked this girl once after about five. You know what I mean? Like, you're like. So you think you'd be a good father? Why wouldn't I be a good dad? Well, I don't know. I mean, you got a lot of problems. Am I a good friend Uh, to you? Yeah, but it's not the same thing. That's exactly right. (laughs) uh... I would be a great dad. (laughs) Yeah. Why wouldn't I? Um. I mean, I, I, you're a capable person, more, more so than me. I don't think I'm a good cat right, dad. Name three things you think that would make me a bad dad right now with how I live. Uh, probably just staying up late. All right, drinking. That, <laughs> drinking uh, staying up late. The, uh, um, I guess the. You're you're focused a lot on your uh you're you're still in the beginnings of your professional career i'd say you know your your food truck is still up and it's not your spice company and your uh stand-up is is stand-up is great to do and it's fun but it's not becoming a career no stand-up's gonna be a hobby i tell my kids yeah (laughs) you know your old man went up there to do some comedy can i go home (laughs) (laughs) can't go home at all damn it uh, I think it'd be easy as shit to raise kids these days. Yeah, you had that uh, theory on stage about how like people people get raised in Russia. What'd you say, uh, four hundred dollars a month for about six then months, and that's just your commitment. Four hundred bucks a month for six months to have the kid, give me the kid, and allow me to raise the kid. Oh, oh, I thought it was like that's about how much you would like. That that's what the kid would get out of you being a dad was about four hundred bucks a month, month for six months. <laughs> then it's like, well, you're on your own after that. No. <laughs> no. That could be a way to. It could. It could happen in Russia. I don't know. Doesn't matter. There's kids growing yeah. on this world, poor shit. Yeah, raising themselves. Yeah. Raising themselves. Yep. No dad's sight. Yeah. Nobody cares how they do in school. I'd be all over a kid. Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> I'd have him over. We'd hang out. I'd take him to school. He needs help with his homework. We could do mm. his homework. Maybe he's not doing good with his homework, and I find his fucking teacher is all about capitalism, and I just totally rip her apart by showing my kid the manifesto. You know the what communist I mean? manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how brains work. But do you think I could be a good teacher? A good teacher? Do you think I'd be a good teacher? Why, name me now. some reasons why I would be a bad teacher. Well, hold on. Name me a range of kids you're going to teach. I don't know. High school? Uh, 9 through 12? Nine through twelve. Yeah, maybe you're history. A terrible nine through twelve teacher. Why? Why? Because you're a pushover. Oh, really? And these kids would push all over you. Yeah. No, I got a spine. When I explode, I get. I get I, I'm real loud. No. That's the thing. Yeah. You, you have a spine that'll explode real loud, hilariously, <laughs> once out of every quarter when you're fucking losing your mind. So yeah. kids will find that funny and find you less of a fucking. Oh, yeah, I'd be like the funny up. teacher that you can You'd just be like, like, hey, don't worry, every year, once a year, they say he blows up. <laughs> mm, no, I don't know. I, I wouldn't become no. Kramer screaming the N-word while I'm teaching or anything. I, I have good I'm self-control. Talking, you should be yeah. fourth graders all the way. Yeah, I could be a fourth grade art teacher. Fourth grade I would love to do that. That you would be every day. I'd be so teacher. good. I'd be like, just do more. Yes, it's perfect. You'd go in. You're great. Right. I love it. You know what my fourth grade <laughs> art teacher did? What? I drew a photo of a dude that was like a caveman falling backwards off a rock, and I put a leaf over his dick, and his balls were sticking out of the leaf. Mm-hmm. And then she held it, and she goes, I'm going to show you a painter's leaf. I was like, oh, please don't. She goes, 
Well, if you're good all year, I won't show your pants here. That bitch suppressed my artwork. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. It sucks. You yeah. wouldn't say that. You've no. Like, these are no. very symmetrical balls. <laughs> and I love uh, you. Yeah. And, and, it, and it was an attempt at being funny. I don't know. Everybody did that. I I uh, I got I got in trouble when I was eight. I uh, I went into my uh, my my friend Jason Malik had had me over when I was eight years old and the Super Bowl was happening and his whole family was there watching the Super Bowl and his sister was like four and I grabbed one of her coloring books and I was drawing like pussies and dicks on all the Cabbage Patch kids in the coloring book. I was eight years old and uh, and then everybody looked. I was like I was making my friend Jason laugh who was like eight. And, but then, like, uh, but then when when it's when the parents inevitably saw what I did, we had to have a talk about it, and it was gross. Yeah, but uh, it's not a gross talk. <laughs> very gross talk. <laughs> was, uh, but you know, yeah. you have bad. You, you but you have to have those talks when you're in Cut fourth it grade. Out, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you got, but it, it didn't mean anything. I, the kids know what those things are, but it's really funny when uh, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be. I don't know. I. They didn't make me feel too guilty, but they also made me feel like, you know what? Maybe don't draw naked stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah but Maybe like when I drew naked stuff. Yeah. Like, I remember when I drove or when I drew the caveman dude's bum back loose and I was sticking out. Mm-hmm. It was because the teacher took a break to watch the other dude draw it. Mm. Oh, yeah. I drew a picture of um I remember the first thing that I drew that I was really imp- like I always like to draw people getting stabbed when I was about eight or nine. Because I, I was always watching the Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween movies of people getting stabbed. Yeah. And I always thought it was really funny to have somebody like have a really happy face while they're stabbing somebody who's like exaggeratedly going, ow! That's That's like, <laughs> and then like just a real happy face yeah. stabbing a dude. And I, I, but I just like drawing the the corners and the you yeah, know yeah, the yeah. it was just the act of just doing the knife it. Going in. Yeah, and and seeing somebody get impaled and then like you know, and know like but people in the laughing. background giggling with their yeah. you know, hand of uh, while somebody you know, like what was really? that dog in Hanna Barbera who just like <laughs> the wacky racist dog, you know, <laughs> it would it would pop no. up and laugh. Oh well, wacky races, Hanna Barbera, nineteen eighty. Oh, yeah, me. some some people don't know. Some people don't know. And I was drawn in 1994. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Ren and Stimpy. I, I guess. Ren and Stimpy, I remember seeing some of that. Yeah, that, that guy turned out to be a big uh, creep. Any type of like negative influence I got was when I went over to the rich kid's house. Oh. Like, you know, the kid that had cable or yeah. skin a match or like weird shit. We were like, those are tits. <laughs> yeah, I was watching like Texas Chainsaw Massacre when I was eight. I remember seeing shit like that. Like, that's a great movie, I and mean, I'm glad I watched it when I was eight. I don't, I don't think it's a. Uh, I think I think you should. Uh, if I were a dad, I would watch what the kids were watching, but I'd be like, "Don't watch anything stupid. You can watch whatever you want. Just don't watch something stupid." I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe when you're ten, you can handle yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Watch but stand up and podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I would never. That's why I would never be a dad. <laughs> I don't want anybody. Next guest is my kid. <laughs> five and. Oh. Uh, I'm not, oh. but I don't know. I could be. I would love to be a fourth grade art teacher. I don't know how I could make it happen. How would you want to be a parent? Like, let's say, for for example, uh, me, I have a a good amount of lesbian friends. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, if we got to a point and I wanted to have a kid, could I have your sperm? I'd be like, yes. And can I see that kid every now and again? Doesn't have to be a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. She's like, okay, that's fine. And I'm like, that's probably when I'm gonna have a kid. Like, do you have any 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 type of inclination like that? Yeah. Having a kid. Do you think your life is gonna improve in the next year or two, like really dramatically? Do you think you're gonna have full like uh, financial autonomy and, and a, like a clear path toward actually raising a kid yes. sometime in the next year or two? Well, do you think you could really yes like no. take it on as a responsibility? I mean, yes. I feel like my life will improve. Because it's called hope in Jesus. <laughs> and also, like, you know, what the fuck, dude? What am I going to be like? Oh, my life's... I, I'm already past that 28 age of being broke and not doing shit with your life. Of, like, like you know, now I'm in the 30s. I don't mind working whenever mm-hmm. to work or how long to work. At the end of the day, I know I'm going to be working no matter what. There's not going to be any of these, like, random life drifts where I'm like, what am I doing? It's like, nah... I'm a 40-year-old guy who sweeps this fucking lot. 
and then uh-huh. I'm going to do that so my kid can go to college. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Not stuff like that. So I think my mentality will, will mature to that because my dreams have already been squashed in the old past. So now my only dream is to make sure that my kid can substitute the same dreams I had. I just want to be able to make things all the time, just to sit around and draw for six there hours. Yeah, well, we already cool. making stuff. Right yeah, now. yeah. That's my uh, that's my goal is just to to draw as much as I can and and maybe put out a podcast that just blows up and you know everybody yeah. fucking listens to it and then I get on or, talk shows and I have a TV career and I'm writing for television yeah. and I'm starring on television. Yeah. Did you have a kid? No, no, no. Not at not at this uh, time right now. I don't. I can't. I cannot. I don't take very good care of myself. Right. But do you I think, don't think I would take very good care of somebody you know, else. I really do pay attention to like moms. Like when moms are like, you need a fucking baby. You know what I mean? Because yeah. moms are like, no one wants some 30-year-old guy yeah. drifting around. Moms know that, you know, if there's a time where it's like, have a kid and shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> like, literally all just helps mom, you handle all, life better. Yeah, to, to, my mom is like, you know, years ago, Mm. We were going this way, but we had a baby. We feel fearful to not give that kid a piece of shit life. Hold on, Dad. We'll see if I'm on track. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is smart. Yeah. But if your only goal is just to meet somebody and stay with them and then, like, uh, uh, keep up with the bills together, uh, that would, I don't know. That would I, be your last fucking relationship, Bob. <laughs> what? It would be like your last relationship. Oh, that's okay. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's yeah, what I want. It's always Yeah. <laughs> if you could just uh, comfortably wait. live with somebody else and and be at peace with who they are Excuse and all their. If I could go uh, into an apartment complex that's a two bedroom, like one bath, and be like, okay, I can kill a thousand people, and then I can just interview people and be like, okay, how about me and you getting together and making this apartment share things? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, you I, you would interview roommates? I'd interview sex mates for sure. Oh. Yeah. Well, there was a movie I watched a long time ago called Shallow Grave with Ewan McGregor where they interview roommates and then one guy's a uh, moves in and they don't like him and they all agree to kill him and they kill him and then they bury his body after you know mm-hmm. taking all his money. And uh, when are we doing that? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what the gun is? Yeah. Ah oh, man, I've never followed through with the project of killing somebody. I bet it would. Have you? I What's bet that the, would change your life the, a lot too. Just like game? having a kid, I bet. I bet that would totally change everything, and you just get new priorities if you just Look, kill somebody. I mean, boil like it boils down to: if I have a yeah. kid, then I realize now that I've been a kid. I think about my life getting fucked up at certain points when I was a kid. Now, if I have a kid, my main goal is to not let that kid go through any of that. Uh. And I'd do whatever I could to make sure that kid didn't, which is impossible. You know what I mean? But I would still have that urge to fight for his innocence as long as possible mm. to make him a successful individual. When would you give up on your kid? What? When? When? What would you see in a kid that would make you give up? <laughs> when he did stand up comedy for the first time, be like, "Done." <laughs> like, Not my son. This kid. <laughs> no, only if he did good stand up. No. Uh, no. <laughs> Um, stand up so you're saying you'd never give up on your kid? I would never give up on my kid. Why would? Yeah. I? Well, if you had to, if they. I mean, yeah. look, think about it. Fucking drugs are addicting. I would not mm-hmm. give up on drugs. Kids are addicting. Why would I give up? Yeah. On kids? Do you only want to do stuff because you're addicted to it, or because uh, you think it's a better way to do? Uh, I mean, what is addiction other than like a blueprint in your DNA to do shit? Oh yeah, just a drive, like a compulsion. Just like something that's like you're out of your own shit, control. And the reason you... I do uppers is because my fucking great 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 fucking grandpa was hunting mastodons in the year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What's the reason why I smoke pot all the time? Like, but uh, in a if if you can imagine, because I don't really do that for the purpose of this podcast. I don't. You used to be Mexican, Bob. That's what. what? Oh God, it's gonna that's be... why. <laughs> what? That's why they actually made weed illegal because they saw Mexicans smoke it and they're like we don't yeah. want Mexicans in our country and they made it illegal yeah I definitely think that is true so that's why I, I remember the, the, uh, the, the laws were written in around the time of uh, like height of racism oh, in America yeah. you know you know Adolf Hitler uh, wrote Mein Kampf 
uh, and the blueprint for Mein Kampf was uh, like an NYU professor who yeah. had the same eugenics theories. So did he steal and, it from him? Well, I mean, when you read a book, you're not stealing. You're not stealing. You're just – you're, you're influenced. Your influence – well, your influences are clear. Yeah. And his were clear. And, and so right. – but Man, but the uh, that but guy killed on stage. Hitler could kill on stage, <laughs> yeah. right? Hitler yeah. would get off stage and murder, right? Oh, he was the best. I bet. Yeah, I bet he had the best timing. Well, he was just yeah. Hitler's mind going through all that in World War Two and realizing like I cannot do mm-hmm. enough meth. These guys are ingesting for me to even make right decisions. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah let's go ahead and invade Russia during the winter. That always works out. <laughs> yeah, he was just controlled by. Uh, like this passion and rage and and like megalomania and, and just yeah. like invincible uh, kind of Napoleonic look at, complex. Look at how far yeah. that got him. Really far. Yeah. And you Same see thing happened. Comics and you yeah. see people that that make it in life far, and you're like, that's a fucking Hitler. Uh. That's someone who is crazy enough to like. You know what I mean? Like to to sacrifice they anything. They have no talent any principle. Yeah. They just kind of fucking. Yeah. They grow. How does McConnell audience? keep going? He's the he's the most fearsome one to me. Who? Mitch McConnell. Oh, How the yeah. fuck did he get there? How does he keep Kentucky, going? Right? Who likes that, that fucking shit? What? Is that how he got there? Kentucky? Kentucky? Yeah, but... Who was the one that How did he that? get picked by, like, oh, you definitely stand out as a, as a man who will be the voice of the people, or yeah. at least, the you know, the ones who want to pay people to be the voice of the people. Like, he, he takes the most money and is the most shameless, and it's so fucking obvious. And it's, what, and, once in six years when he can pick a new one? Yeah, um... <laughs> Oh, how do you get there? So here, here's the only yeah. biggest fucking issue with the whole politics thing yeah. is that there are politics still not in jail now that sold stock knowing the pandemic that was going to hit. Yeah. They're like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that was a Pandemic's real story. Gonna yeah. going to come in and do this. Sell, 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 <laughs> sell. They do all this. There's a little article like, hey, yeah. you're uh, wrong. Man did this <laughs> it's, and that yeah. And then, like, <laughs> boom, this motherfucker is still doing what he's still doing, and he sold off a million dollars worth of shit. And well, then he's still a representative. So or they're still, yeah, they're still, and, and the fact, like, nobody was cool. punished for the 2008 financial collapse. No, and the, the people, the, you know, the big, uh, you know, uh, the, the people at the highest levels, they just get to do whatever the fuck they want. But the sad part is, is that yeah. we get to see that they do whatever the fuck they want, and then we forget and move mm. on to another issue. Yeah. Right? I, I was disappointed that that movie, Wolf of Wall Street, where Martin Scorsese actually had the guy that the oh, story is based yeah. on, like, in the movie. Well, yeah, like, the, the guy was kind of presented as a hero. when That's, like, the ultimate uh, piece yeah. of shit person. And uh, but like, by the end you're supposed to care about him. And I was like, you should make a movie like that where there's no like, no kind of like he's a monster. He's a terrible man. But you, but like you're, you're. It's like when Sarah Palin showed up on Saturday Night Live after they're making fun of her. Mm-hmm. Like when when Sarah Palin showed up on Saturday Night Live and talked to Tina Fey. I never respected Tina Fey again. Like I never thought like, oh, she's the best comedian. And like Why? that was the hi- because it was like. She sold her joke away by like it, she t- totally like I don't know the, the talk down to her. So she, she let trying. Sarah Palin hum- she humanized Sarah Palin mm-hmm. when it was an attack on Sarah Palin. Obviously, all so she, she did she was repeat the words of Sarah Palin, Sarah and, and then then she humanized Sarah Palin the next week because it was mm-hmm. popular to do so. Yeah. I thought like th- that was just the same thing as having Donald Trump host Saturday Night. Saturday. Yeah. That was like a one of the main reasons why I think he was elected. Why? And uh, well, you know, like, it, it's just sad that it's like okay. Everyone's gonna watch this. Let's fucking put them on we, SNL, yeah. and then we yeah. can make fun of them, and then people can bitch about it, and we'll give a little jab about how like we're not a real four. You know, yeah. stupid. Everyone's Alec Baldwin's impersonation of Trump got so tired and so annoying to watch. So bad. And Baldwin I, probably didn't even know where the fuck he is. His daughter's getting railed by fucking uh, <laughs> homeboy who sings over there. Uh, what is it, Justin Bieber? I don't know the stories of the world anymore. Well, I don't keep Bieber, up with the tabloids. Justin Bieber is married to yeah. his daughter. And it's so sad. You see all these fucking ridiculous, like, fucking famous people that marry these, like, ridiculous hot, like, fucking women. Didn't Alec, and, didn't Alec Baldwin call his daughter a little pig? He did. On that, is that the pig. one that married Justin Bieber? Yeah, but oh, still, wow. there, there's Alec Baldwin, but there's no, what, fucking uh, Road Warrior. Where did he yeah. at? 
Mel Gibson? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's doing movies again, and he's... Yeah, yeah. he's pretty good. They're good movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, the guy oh, knows well. how to act. I'll give him that. No. <laughs> but it's like, no, it's like, no, Alan Ball, yeah, he called him for this and that. Uh, then he did 30 Rock. Like, yeah, he was in Glengarry Glen Ross. He was great. He's talented. Oh, look at me. I'm out of here. I just got sick of watching him do Trump. And, and it kind of like... I mean, it, uh, they did such a poor job of, like, giving, like... Who do you think was the best SNL president of your time? Well, Lauren Michaels has been the main one, but then it was who? No, I'm talking about the SNL oh. actors. Oh, that uh, played a president. I well, in my lifetime, I would say Phil Hartman is Ronald Reagan. Ooh, <laughs> but um, that is good. Phil Hartman, Ronald Reagan. Did. Like, what about fucking uh, homeboy as uh, Bill Clinton? Daryl Hammond. Yes, he was all right. Daryl Hammond as Bill yeah. Clinton was pretty damn yeah. good. And then uh, I always like Dana Carvey as uh, George H. W. Bush. Then, Will Ferrell is George has, W. Bush. Uh, as, no, no, not W. Bush. Will Ferrell is what he played. Uh, Janet Reno. Yes. <laughs> that was really Reno funny. Reno was great. That was funny when he kept bursting through the. Uh... <laughs> so fucking bad. I met uh, Will Ferrell once, uh, Wait, on. briefly. When in 1998, I was living in New York City and I was selling used paperback books on a picnic table uh, over by like 13th Street and C Avenue or something. How old? And I was like 18. My God. And uh, I was. from Chicago. Yeah. And I was living with my sister and I just. And I would sit by a table and and, like people would pass and then I would take like cash, like three or five dollars for a book. And then I'd just read a book a day, basically. I would just sit on a chair reading books. And uh, and then p- people would ask about books I just finished or books I had, like dipped into, and I was just getting and I would talk to. But well, mainly it was just fending away people on heroin wanting to talk to me. But <laughs> and and it was it was people just walking past me, or it was it was very similar to just driving a taxi, which is what I did for five years, right? I would just sit oh, in a car. Oh, now <laughs> but, you're eighteen um, selling yeah. books. Now you were driving a taxi for five years. Are you fucking fourteen driving a taxi? Yeah, I was twenty-five driving a taxi. Okay, so you and then books, after I got back from the Iraq War, yeah, <laughs> but the uh, yeah, I, when I was eighteen, I was selling books on the street in New York City. Wait, what year was that? Nineteen ninety-eight. Okay, so and how long were you in New York City for? A year, from 1997 to so after I got a, after I finished out. high school. Yeah, what? You missed out entirely on 9/11. Then. Well, I was in the army when 9/11 happened. Well, that's the thing. When did you move into the army? Uh, 2001. From where? From New Orleans. So you're in New Orleans, like I gotta join the military. I was poor. I owed my friend money, and I did. I'm not. I'm. I'm so a you, good friend. So you were the number one citizen of New Orleans. <laughs> Everyone in New Orleans owes their friend money. Yeah, well, I didn't want to go on living that way. I wanted to. I wanted to make my own money, pay my friends back, and have my own car. Did you do and, all uh, that? Yeah, and then I went to college. And, uh, you, had your, uh, you had your face on the side of the bus. Yeah, yeah. I was an outstanding history student of the year. And uh, and I was featured on all of their brochures and their billboards and the buses around you the city. I got paid nothing, but paid I would nothing. I would see myself when I was riding my bicycle home from my shitty job at Just Mac, where yeah. I was work washing dishes uh, in the rain. I'm I'm riding my bicycle in the rain uh, after getting fired from three jobs in one year, and then I'm desperately working at the place where my my comedy friend is the manager. And uh, and then I have to wash dishes just to make enough to like live at that shithole that you know was the place where uh, we met. But uh, the uh, you know the fucking um, people have their junk mail out in the street yeah. in garbage bags. Like junk mail was leaking out of garbage bags. It was raining. I'm riding my bicycle and then I see a little postcard of me like floating in a puddle, like my image going go to college. And I'm like fuck you God. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> Like, I went to college and here I am. Unemployed. Let's take this average Joe here and sell some propaganda. Yeah, I was the most average-looking average. guy at the school. Really so they're like, "Hey, average, you wanna, you wanna, uh, you wanna look?" Uh, How do you think that meeting room was? They're like, "What about this picture?" He looks pretty average. He looks <laughs> gay as fuck. Oh, I don't look gay. So like, How dare I'm you? Not a gay as fuck average. 
covered the guy and they're like, I can cover mm. a lot of ground here for yeah. HCC. And then boom, you got No, paid. it was it was UHD. But how's it, it been? was you UH downtown. You were literally a face The of face of the school. No. Better than average. Not that. You're a face of propaganda. I know, and that's that's just like me. Think about how yeah. many dreams you sold to kids thinking that they can go to college and make something of themselves. Meanwhile, the dude on the fucking picture is driving by on a bike. Yeah, <laughs> I was just propaganda. But it's propaganda for education, which is defensible. But uh, you know, I, I thought I thought my uh, university classes were worthwhile, and, and I and I'm glad I got a liberal education, and and I acquired habits that I would not have acquired, like like with reading or checking, you know, the veracity of information by comparing it to its original sources, and, you know, like uh, okay, what like was your best year in college. I, uh, I don't know. I Third think year, first year, second uh, year, the f- fourth year, I fourth guess. Year. Yeah. The uh, why? Because I was I was in all my uh, I was taking my major classes for the most mm-hmm. part and like is that when you felt like I'm gonna change the world? Hmm. No, I was just really interested in stuff. It was just I've I'd always been a huge reader and I had a huge book collection and I'd always underlined books. So I was I was in these history classes where I'd get assignments to do something and I could cite five or six things because I went to college when I was thirty and and I'd been keeping all these books and I had like. Things at my command that like you know made it look like I was doing a lot more work than I actually was because I did the work a long time ago, and uh, of like reading and underlining and like you have synthesizing it into the paper because I was reading like so owning library books. Well, no, I own I you know like I'm but the uh, the the you know like I was I was in my element writing papers in school and and I felt like I was really good at it. I just That's didn't your element then. Why are you not teaching school? <laughs> Oh, because uh, I just don't, I don't, I, I'm scared of uh, what Joffer went through as a teacher. What just the public scrutiny and uh, the constant, like, having to deal with emails from 300 parents every day. Yeah, but you couldn't handle that. Yeah, it'd be a suck. It would suck. You could yeah. say, hey, fuck your kid. I oh. hate him. No, I, I yeah. hate you. <laughs> I, I, I would think. You could deal with that. It would be honest. all like, uh. The administrative work and the organization you'd need. And I'm just I'm intimidated by that. I, I guess yeah. that's the part that I think maybe if I had more faith and trust in myself and my abilities and well, then uh, maybe I should I should just go ahead and do it. I should just yeah take the leap well, and, and actually try. Yeah. Substitute teacher. Yeah. See what that's like. Yeah. That's what you have you to do, do in order in to be a teacher there, anyway. Be a sub. Make eighty bucks for a day to tell some kids to shut the fuck up. Uh-huh. Or you could be like, hey, kids, I yeah. brought my podcast equipment. <laughs> Who's interesting? Yeah. Hey, do you think you could tell who the interesting kids are just from the very beginning? From I the, know. From the, from the, from the, the second seat. you meet them? Yeah. They're in the back. Uh, kids in the back. Are do, you, do you know who's going to be good at comedy from the moment they start? Or it takes I, – I give people about a month to impress me if they're new. I uh, mean, I can look at, at people when they go up and do comedy and they're like, this guy is not going to get up or this girl is not going to stop. You know what I mean? Not yeah. a good negative way, or but you know, uh, not a good way or bad way. It's just like you can kind of see the look in people's eyes where like they get off stage and they're not satisfied. Period. Yeah. They're just like, Ugh, this sucks. And it's like, sweet, buckle up, buckaroo, for another nine years of not having. You know what I mean? Like, mm. or they end up making it, and you're like, motherfucking buckaroo, we killed it. <laughs> Do you think it's the people who get hurt the most who keep going the most? I don't know. I've been hurt a lot, Bob. I'm still going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. I'll give you matters. Like, at the end of the day, like, it, it, it becomes a thing. Like, you can go out to a different city, do stand-up, but that might not work out. Then you come back, and then you're thinking, what else do I do? But then you're also thinking, well, stand-up doesn't matter anymore. I already went to try to do something about it. Now I can just be a local hoss. <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You learn a lot in your year in L.A. Uh, going to do oh, stand up in L.A. Yeah, you learn a lot. You learn that no one gives a fuck because it's like you go to like some bullshit mic and then you're waiting in line and then you're like, "Hey, what's up? My name's Scotty." And someone's like, "Hey, I'm Chad, number one comic in Toronto." And someone's like, "Oh, Toronto? I was number one comic in Saskatchewan." <laughs> and someone's like, "No shit, to Saskatchewan? I was number one comic in here." And then all of a sudden, yeah. like, wow. All these people won contests. It's just all the people that won a contest are like, yeah, you're doing it wrong. And then you go there and you watch these guys do their fucking club set. 
Saskatchewan punch, baby, and then they just let it in, and no one laughs, and you see them die inside, mm. and their fucking eyes, and then you're sitting back like, thank God, I uh. do drugs, because I have <laughs> a lot more fun here just ripping drugs and not doing stand-up, because mm. like, God, it, 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 it's some tough shit. It, it's hard to get number one anywhere, though. Well, I mean, Those people who made it to number one yeah, in their city. It's mean, not easy. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's hard to get to number one. It's even harder to be number one in a town full of number ones. Yeah. No one cares about it. Big deal. It's done. Yeah. But it you is. learn a lot from uh, But it's a different the landscape yeah. these days. I gotta move to LA, New York mm. to be somebody. Yeah. Kind of. Mm. You maybe got to be in New York and get in front of the right riders. Maybe got to be in L.A. be in front of the right people. But at the end of the day, you had a very good TikTok for some dumb fucking reason. You can cultivate about 800,000 followers. That could equal, like, every time I go to a shithole city in America, 120 people know my name. Mm. <laughs> right? And then, then you draw seats and you have yeah. fun and bad crowds. My goal is just crowds. to get to yeah. where, like, I can go to, you know, four major cities and sell out 30 seats. Oh, yeah. That, How sweet would that be? That would be cool to do... God, I, I, I watched Dave Ross do that... Uh, those He did a couple of tours where he did 50 states, and it was just like... It would be so cool to be on the road yeah. for like six months and make like 50 to to $100 at every show and just do a show every day for six months. If you do that enough in different cities every day, going up with like material that you're you know, you get to perfect everything and, and you know it down so pat if you do an hour a day for like six months you come back like an expert yeah. like like just miles ahead of every fucking local stand-up in your you know yeah. uh, and um and you get miles ahead of what no ones what i'm miles ahead in front of yeah of nobody's yeah and then next thing you know you die out of the middle of nowhere by uh but you get to know you know like I, I I would just love to travel to do stand up and then like the the most fun I've ever had doing stand up is traveling to different places and going up in front Why of like not? huge crowds in like Dude, different cities. Nobody is denying the yeah. fruits of the labor of stand up. Yeah. Like I love stand up. I will continue to do stand up because you know why? You can drop me off blindfold in any city and I can find an open mic and make twelve people laugh in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you can make friends know. wherever you go. I can yeah. make friends. Oh, you do stand-up? What? Yeah. Like, what is this, Marfa? Like, yeah, Marfa. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you can, yeah, like, having that skill set is fucking awesome. Yeah, I it really is. I would that skill set for me. That's great. Yeah. So, like, that, that is my biggest, like, that's what got me in. Like, yeah, that is my stand up or uh, like great. that's your goal for stand up that's nah, your that's your goal. dream it's just like or? my present of yeah that. like, that's hey, that's you do stand up well you can go make dumb people laugh anywhere yeah i i really like that my sister has been listening to this podcast and she's calling me saying like uh the real story of what happened when my mom uh talked to emo phillips and passed her the phone on her birthday and i got the real emo phillips to talk to my sister on her birthday who's that he's a great comedian who uh was in the movie uhf and he's he's like you know just uh he's still working he's just like you'd know him if you i don't know he's he's un- you know, he's, you know. he's unforgettable if you'd know him i don't know him, he, i get it he was in the he, matrix one <laughs> no he's like great comic of the 80s and uh and we would listen to his tapes every day we had cassette tapes and we would listen to like but i would i we would go on long car rides to like uh, different states and listen to comedy uh, the whole way and like like Bob Newhart or Eddie Murphy or Richard Pryor or like like the stuff from the past. Like I, I have like a whole cassette tape case of like really bad like Jeff Foxworthy. My my uh uh the that so you might be <laughs> how good is that? Emo Phillips was the only comedian my mom ever liked. Who do you and think? then then I had the real person call her. And my sister got to talk to him on her birthday. So that's 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 a great thing for comedy for me. Like a favorite childhood like icon in my imagination be coming to life and wishing my sister a happy birthday. Yeah. That's that's a great reward that's for me. That's a great reward. Yeah. <laughs> like, happy birthday, Miss Bob Morgan's <laughs> yeah, sister. Like, no, but for real though, like you might be a redneck. Who would you steal right now? 
uh, probably didn't steal it. Rodney Dangerfield or somebody. Influenced by that. Yeah. Yeah, having a catchphrase. Start, cause like, How do you have a catchphrase? Yeah, in this economy. Years, I got zero that was a good catchphrase. In this economy. <laughs> I have no catchphrase. <laughs> Think uh, about it. Here's your sign. Very good catchphrase. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Come fisting. Come fisting. <laughs> come fisting. If you just said, welcome to Cock Comedy Tour. You had an idea for a podcast of best sex of your life, right? Good sex. Good sex. And all we did was talk about good sex that you thought you had, and maybe I thought that wasn't good, or maybe I thought that was good. Mm. I just want some new moves, that's all. New moves? Okay. You want to talk to people like me about good sex? I just want to talk to you about Do you really want to hear me sex. talk about my sex life? Or oh, do you... I'm sorry. Have I not been over here <laughs> past fucking 10 p.m.? I know okay. all about your sex life. Yeah, that's true. Oh, boy. I just want to hear about, like, everyone's like, God, man, I got to tell you, I was laying it down that night. And I want to hear about it. And I just want to be like, you know, mm. I just want to cultivate that into something else I can exploit. Yeah. To further perpetuate my career you ever have uh, you ever have sex in a jacuzzi while there's lightning striking and the phone's ringing and um, i can't find my phone and I, oh it's over here oh it's uh it's greg calling oh my god, oh my god it's greg calling oh my phone died but it's calling from the com- the call is coming from inside of the computer <laughs> oh my god i can't Somebody accept i gotta stop got this Soundboard kisses the cat. Oh, sits on fucking. All right, Merry Christmas, every ho ho ho. It's December twenty fourth, and here's a um panicked and unpleasant journal entry from April four, twenty twenty. Must keep up a sense of mission. Do something to feel like I'm still working. Nowhere to go, nothing to do, but watch movies, draw pictures, read books, fuck Bill, cook food, pet cat, jerk off in bed, no stand-up comedy. Go back to the book, writing in the book, writing every day, typing it on the computer, Not every note to myself is a masterpiece. Everything appears out of place. All words, nonsense. Corned beef smell is odious. Climbing the rungs. Climbing the rungs towards success. Trying to use the spaces between the rungs of the ladder to climb. Using the picture to explain the text. The text leaves room for the picture. Back and forth. Me and you and everyone we know. Miranda July, that movie. Reading The History of Modern Russia from Nicholas II to Vladimir Putin. Putin. Robert Service wrote it. Um, you know. Expletive. Fart thought. Surveillance and arbitrary terror. Fired for criticism, autocracy in action, minority rule at its best, traumatized and sullen, always at the center of the chaos, creating chaos in order to consolidate control, forcing people to dance, the seventh seal, Ingmar Bergman, dance of death, little Dieter needs to fly, Werner Herzog, Jack and Forth. Jack and Forth, Jack and Jill, Adam Sandler, help me with this pretense. I have a whole life to justify. No free elections, no sharing power, one party state, slave labor, starve all possible opponents, desperation, subjection, dissuadetude, complete contempt for all of humanity in its entirety. Destroy all civilians. Killing is power. Jokes. Write more jokes. Honesty is for angels and fools. I live my own life. 
I have a life out here that's all my own. Here's some other crap from years ago. A crossing breeze cuts a pause in its outpullings. Had a dream last night. I had this special machine, like a cop's radar speed tracking gun, only we used the gun to point it at the world map to see where we were needed in the world. A conflictometer disaster ray. I had a helicopter protruding from my back, so I would fly off anywhere at any time, whenever and wherever I might be needed. I took my sister Jennifer and my niece Jessica out to the Sudan with me. When we got there to the coordinates I'd spotted on the map with my disastometer ray, there was nothing happening. Jessie ran off. She was only six years old. I didn't see where she went in the crazy desert ruin, but I looked up and oops, tsunami happening. It was weird that it was all happening hundreds of miles of yards or wherever Sudan is really far from any coastline but there it was big sudan tsunami we were there for a reason after all i was there to save my niece i called jesse we gotta get out of here now and jennifer said oh i'll stand in front and block you from the wave and i was like well that's a good idea and then oh there's jesse and they both clamped onto me i was like let's go hang on i pressed the button on my back to make the helicopter shoot out that happened, and the three of us took off, flying away from the Sudan. I was holding Jennifer and Jessica both with my left arm. The two of them hung onto the same arm. I said, Jesse, climb over here. Hang onto my right shoulder. I can't hold both of you with one arm. This is tiring. I let go of Jessica for one second so she could climb over and hang onto my right shoulder, but she fell to her death and I had to stop and land somewhere. I didn't see where she'd fallen, but I knew the tsunami was down there. I listened, and then I, um, you know, I didn't hear anything. And I landed at some gas station later, and I got so upset, I sobbed and heaved up green slime over and over again. I kept repeating, why wasn't she holding on to Jennifer? I didn't realize I was the only one holding on. I thought she was holding on to Jennifer. Blah. And then I puked more. I gotta watch JB Smooth. I didn't watch that show. I should. He was on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Then it was um, Joe Esquivel and Alex Ditch on yes. the Healing Club again. Yes. Surprise, it's the same podcast that it was five seconds ago. And uh it's but but this will be a different episode probably. That's so fine. let's get to uh, uh, let's, I don't know. Let's... Y'all y'all play video games? No. Yes, I do. do you remember did you ever play uh the fucking snake eater? What's it called? Lara Croft? No, that's good. <laughs> Also a good game, but I'm talking about the fucking, you know, Joe, you know, the guy with the, with the head thing, he's got like a, a bandana on across his head. Uh-huh. Snake eater. Who is that? Steve Irwin? God damn it. I know. Uh, I was thinking of Cobra. Oh, shit. Oh, well, never mind, I guess. I used to play Twisted Metal. That was my game. That was, a good game. That was my, my PS PlayStation 1995 game. Mm-hmm. When I first started driving a car in 1995, I would play that game for like four hours. Oh, my God. And then I would go outside, and I would just try to ram into everybody else's car. <laughs> and I was like, what am I doing? I can't stop. <laughs> I can't stop living in that this game. game real life. Yeah. <laughs> Video games taught me that I run into people. That's, that's what I do. Um, that... That game, I, I recently went back and I looked at the, the character that I identified with, and it was the uh, the masked girl, the doll face girl. Was this Street Fighter 2? No, no, this was this was Twisted Metal. Oh, Twist, oh yeah. Twisted okay. Metal Black. Oh, There's I just remember the ice cream cone truck. 
Yeah. And um, uh, the clown face. Yeah. yeah. There was a character in Twisted Metal Black that was a little girl with like a porcelain mask. Okay, so that must have been later, a later iteration or yeah, sequel to the game I that I played. Twisted Metal Black. I must have been like yeah. seven or eight years old. Okay. So it would have been it would have been much later than 1995. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, God, I'm so yeah. old. Little baby, little baby. Oh, I'm so uh, But no, you've got three kids. You know what? You're beautiful. Hey. Okay. But no. Are we, are we allowed to talk about that? You have three kids. Yeah. Sure. Fine. Great. And you okay. both have uh, weird penises that no, I have. No, my penis seen. is great. I've You'll never see it. You, you wish you could see it. You'll so never see weird. it. That's my. Both, is, of, both okay. of your penises I, I, are so <laughs> weird that it's not as weird as me having three I kids. I can explain <laughs> the spikes. <laughs> oh, you don't have spikes. Oh, that's <laughs> cute. Look, if you, if you ever come on this podcast, just get ready because the penises are weird as fuck. Oh, man. I'm, I've gotten used to the look of the penis. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am, I am nearly notoriously afraid of dicks, though. Mm. Oh, I don't, shit. I don't like them. I don't, yeah, Andy Dick. You know, no, stop, what a weirdo. Stop doing jokes. That's, you know what? That's even more to my point. What a fucking weirdo that guy is. No, he was great. He was funny. <laughs> he was, news radio. And I do love Ben news Stiller radio. show. Yeah, Ben Stiller show. He was... Yeah, it was a dude, dude, where's my car? Anyway, dude, about dude, your dick. Oh, what if that was the movie? I, I, uh, so I was, I was, I was getting into talking about something last time we were on the show, but, uh, let's not talk about it. Let's talk about your feelings. Wait, was it heartbreak? Yeah, a little bit, but it was, uh, just, just about the pitiful feeling of being helpless and not being listened to and. And and knowing that the only reason you like this person is because they don't like you, and the only reason I, you wait, think it's special is because you can't have it. You want me to and not talk about that, about that, right? Oh. You what? want me to? You're like, don't go yeah. back there. When but did that then, ever happen to you in your life? Oh Lord, in me, like in this moment. Oh. Yeah. But you tell me there's like a there. There've been, you just get st- stuck on people that you can't let go of because you want to romanticize your own life and, and make your life feel like it's something you would consume on television. I think that's the source of a lot of people's uh, like pitiful, dramatic, uh, you know, melodramas. Right? Uh, you know, where, where people, I don't know, like me, I, I, the only reason I have any, like the only way I can keep track of what time it is is by like, you know the dates I cried over this guy and over a dream or something, yeah. and like I, I just I, I have a shared life with somebody who's only been a person I've dreamed about. Oh God! And uh, like, yeah, you know I just recently stopped dreaming the person that has broken my heart the most recently. Oh like, yeah. I I was dreaming about them every single night. That's good though. That means you're getting over it. I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. Maybe I don't know. you're just forgetting. I don't know, but then don't you don't want to forget. There's I bet. That. I bet I dream him tonight. Mm. I bet. <laughs> I yeah. laid my head down on my pillow. I'm like, oh, that was so nice. I'm healed. The healing club. <laughs> and then it's like, oh shit, there it is. So yeah. I, uh, I feel like I'm a broken person. So that's why I look for other people that are broken too. Mm. And I, I wrote this thing today. I was like, two broken people can't help put each other together because they'll be too focused on picking up their own pieces first. Ah, that's, I don't know, yeah. but as a broken person, don't you feel like you completely forget yourself when you're trying to pick up the pieces of another broken person? Yeah, helping somebody. Isn't that how you help your way out of your own problems? If I really like the person, I will. But if mm. not, I'll just be picking up my own pieces. But you don't, don't get to yeah. choose. Like, It's not an altruistic effort to pick up the pieces of a broken person that you uh, want to fuck. Because you can help anybody. You don't have to help that person that you need to fuck. What that's not. You, that's not helping them. That's, that's no, no, like. No, 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 no. Uh, you know what helps? Fucking. <laughs> yeah, right. I. You oh. know what? I agree. I uh, agree. Yeah. But the the fucked up thing is like, what if you fuck them and then you realize that they're broken? Like you didn't mm. even realize it at first, and then you're like, oh, yeah. we fucked. Now that yeah. we're interacting, I realize that you are broken, yeah. oh. and I want, I want nothing more than to fix you oh. for the world. Hey, what, like, what if they're, what if they're not broken, but they just like hurting you? Ooh, oh. I'm into that. Bob, why do you? <laughs> yeah, you want to find somebody <laughs> that was, like that? Yeah. <laughs> that's an arrow right to my heart. That oh, yeah. that physically wounded me. <laughs> That's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but that's a real thing. Like, like yeah. af- 
after you after you have sex that you realize, oh, I didn't really like this person because I thought they were great. I just wanted to come. I don't know. See, with me, see, I, like, I can gag at you saying the word "come," even though that is a man's body. So you just don't like you don't like sex unless it's <laughs> happening to you. Is yeah. what's the problem, Bob? You <laughs> straightness. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I know he came at a woman. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Come. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is it wait is the cum gay if um, not then no yeah every day every day <laughs> all day every day babe all day mm. every all day. day all day every day look at the way this cat wants to be on the podcast but she can't talk oh, this is pussy. <laughs> so. just just put her face to the microphone and see what happens Say something. <laughs> no. You can't. You can't get her to talk. That's you can't get a cat to do anything unless unless uh, she wants food. You know what? People say that women are more like cats. I'm like, I'll do anything if I love you. Like I'm fucking jello. What do you mean? Like I'm. I guess maybe I'm. Maybe I'm too oh. bi. Maybe I'm too weird. I'm too queer for the. Look the how much this analogy. cat loves me, but she only wants to love me the way she loves me. She doesn't want me to. She doesn't want to love me the way I want her to love me. She's like, mm. I love you this way. Like it's a like a hey, punishment. Is that is that it's, not all love? Huh? Have you experienced anything else? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I've heard, what? I've had uh, like you know I was in a ten year relationship with a guy who would listen to me and <gasps> would ask uh, questions about like, do you like this, or or how can I uh, or or you know he would say stuff like you know I. Uh, he wasn't perfect, but he was always nice to me. And, and, and if something was on his mind, he'd always say something. I I, I trusted oh. him totally. I still do. I I just what happened? Uh, we would just um, we had some differences in taste, and it was he was the first guy I was ever with really for a long time. The per, the the so I was, I was twenty seven, but I was like a seventeen year old girl when mm. it came to uh, dating. Yeah. And uh, because I had been single the whole time. I, I'm yeah. the same way. Like, I'm 28, um, but I feel like I'm, like, 12 dating. It's, it's weird. Oh, you guys. Because I just had not been with anybody for, uh, like, I was, I just, I, I went until I was 28 without any, like, like a long-term part, anybody longer than a week. Oh, my God. And uh, like I, I would just, especially after I uh, realized I was gay, I, it just became so easy to hook up. Because mm-hmm. you know when you're when yeah. you're it's when a you're niche. a gay man in his twenties, you go to a gay bar. It's a niche market. It's mm-hmm. it, you you are the the bell of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> you are the, uh, Did it feel good though? Oh, oh, oh of course, yeah. Know, uh, yeah. You look naive. Yeah. Oh. Let's have at it. Yeah. Oh. Let's yeah. get him. Your but lack also, of crow's feet tells me that we'll have a great time. It's just being a single gay guy. It is so easy to get laid, but it is so difficult to find somebody you want to talk to afterward. It's mm. just the the I don't like so most gay guys. I don't like the shallowness or the uh, the, you know what, the Bob, bitchiness that's, that's and the. Everybody. I know that's it's everybody. everybody. Straight yeah. men are like, some of the most catty, bitchy individuals. Not to mention, not just straight men, but like straight comics. Mm-hmm. They talk Nodulous some. Cabrera. They talk some mad shit, bro. Well, I I don't mind people talking shit. I just want them to be smart about it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I just don't want to get bored listening. I just. That's what I. That's what I could never get over with the guy that I d- was dreaming about. Was just that he was great at talking shit, and he had great timing, and he was very uh, sensitive and perceptive, and, mm. and it was like he was better at it than me. And I was like, well, fuck you for making me feel like I'm worse than you because I am. And then uh, it was. Uh, but uh, but it was like. But I think he was like, well, once I win, I'm gone. Yeah. And I don't, or maybe it was never a competition to him. Maybe he just wanted to hook up with somebody casually but he knew what he was getting into i don't know i don't know i just don't think he was malicious even though it turned out to feel that way did you ever uh, have a moment with him where you were like does he want more uh, or was uh, it no? yeah i told him i was crazy about him and then he told me that he fucked five guys yesterday well, you know, sexual fidelity is not all. But I know, but I was like fucking a week into it. <laughs> okay, wow. I don't know. I see. I don't. And it was. I, I'm very much. I'm like. 
I feel like. Oh, that's you know, why you didn't show up at the show that you promised you'd go to. Oh, because you fucked. That that well, in I guess I guess that's a clear sign. Up. That's a red flag. That's a red flag. For sure. You 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 know don't show up for a date, and then the next day you hook up with the same guy, and then you then you tell him that you fucked five guys the day before when you were supposed to go on your date. That's, that's a red flag. That's, that's you know what. That's a, that's a, that's a Nazi flag. That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that is a. That's a terrible situation. I agree. Well, I should have known. Like, I saw the swastikas, but I, I was just like, didn't see it coming. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's Hindu. I don't know. The he seemed nice. He seemed nice. He was nice. I don't know. He just didn't want me. And, you know, not everybody does. And I got to deal with that. And I hate it. I just wish I were famous and rich and I could say, fuck you. You'll never get this, but that's never going to happen. I just got to live in the reality right. that exists. Uh, it is just me in this sad apartment. <laughs> but, uh, you, li- you listen to those songs and they're like, uh, you you wish you could have it, but you can't have it. You can't have it anymore now that yeah. I'm cool. And then there's like a, then I just, I don't realize that he's only thinking of me jacking off at 4 p.m. <laughs> in this filthy apartment. Oh, <laughs> you know. You think that you are alone in that. Oh, You'd yeah. be amazed. Oh, You'd be amazed. Yeah. Me and my little bullet vibrator. We have a lot. Yeah. We have a lot. Yeah. I have a dildo. And I, a... Uh, I see. I'm scared of dicks. Uh-huh. So dildos are, are like dicks. So I yeah. have an issue with that. It's 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 terrifying. It's terrifying yeah. to me. I got this two-pronged uh, ivory thing. That's... <laughs> ivory? Whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Little did I know I came here to be educated about sex toys. So I just, I was like, oh, it's, it's a, dude, it's a prostate fine. stimulator. It's, safe. A, it's a, yeah. <laughs> safe situation. <laughs> no, I am, I am terrified of dicks. Once they're, if I love okay, a so, person. So what's the problem with a dick? Like, what, what? Well, I have a lot of trauma in my background, right? And we don't need to get into that. I know it's a sad podcast uh-huh. about sad yeah. things, but like that's like, ooh, yeah. well, like, ooh. we were having fun. All is right. it is it easy <laughs> listening at that point? I don't know, <laughs> but no, I just I don't want to see an unsolicited dick. I'm sorry, like even on like so you're talking about dick pics, dick pics. Even uh-huh. like I the first time I saw a dick in the movie theater was in this the fucking forgetting Sarah Marshall. No, no, <laughs> Dewey Dewey Cox. Do you oh, know Rock Hard. Yeah, I love that Rock movie. Rock Hard. It's a great dude. movie. I saw that movie in the movie theater with my fucking uncle. <laughs> well, Sitting in the movie theater. How old I, are you? I, God, I don't know. How, when did that movie come out? 2007? No, Jesus. I, I must have been in middle school. Maybe mm. high school? Maybe. Yeah. High, no, 2007, I, I was a sophomore in high school. Okay, you're plenty old enough to watch that movie. No, I had never had a penis. Okay, mm. I didn't have sexual intercourse with a man until I was graduated from high school. Uh, okay. okay. Well, I, was I, I didn't either. Strictly into females until that point. Oh okay. yeah. Yes. You uh, and you um, did you come out to your parents? No, no, not until recently actually. Oh. I was like, hey guys, y'all always knew that I was fucking gay, and yeah. they were like, fine, okay, fine, whatever, uh. whatever. I just had a lot of sleepovers with the same. Two girls all the time. Did they know about each other? The girls? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we oh. were super open. We were very progressive. Yeah. That we would have been cool to be cheating on uh, a girl in high school with another girl in high school. No. That would be... No. I, 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 the the lesbian story is like... Uh, like le- like I can't imagine what it would be like to be a lesbian high school girl oh, God. in the 90s. You know what? It would have been so secret. I can tell you yeah. in the early 2000s, it was fucking great. Yeah, everybody thought like wild things. No, or... I mean my parents. I think were either oblivious or just mm. were denying it, right? Yeah. But I was like, but the Man. other students were accepting. Oh, they didn't think they were lesbian deniers. Lesbian deniers, right? <laughs> yes, right. Well, they were very religious at the time, and they were like, "Are we gonna let our daughter get some pussy?" I think yes. I think yes. As long as it's not a dick, it will not impregnate her. So we're but fine did, with it. So you had two girlfriends, but they were at different times. No, no, they were simultaneous. Oh, really? Yeah. No, we were cool as fuck. We were poly before poly was, like, a big deal. But you would study together and braid your hair and then... Yeah. We would would watch Scrubs 
yeah. on my laptop and then be like, hey, hey, let's let's play, have a three song. Let's, let's play oh. Chubby Bunny. How many marshmallows can you fit in your mouth? Oh my god, that's so hot. Let's let's fucking go down on each other right now. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and that's how you get a yeast infection. That's how you get your first yeast infection. In fact, Ooh, from mouth bunny. stuff. Yeah. Uh. Mm-hmm. Marshmallows, a lot of mm. sugar. Yeast likes that. Oh. Yep. Yep. I've never yep. had problems from sex ever. The two of you don't have vaginas. I've never, yeah, so. no, I've just never had anything unclean happen. <laughs> You're like, ew, ew. Oh my god, that's so gross. Your teenage lesbianism <laughs> is disgusting. Really gross me out. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, there was one girl that I was just fucking around with, and then there was another girl that I truly loved. And I love her to this day. Like, right now, I, if she was like, hey, Alex, let's move away together to mm. Venezuela, I would be like, I'm dropping everything right now for you. Incredible. I just fucking love her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Don't but Kevin. I also don't, I don't know. I just, uh, I think the, the real person would never live up to my expectation of uh, what I thought it could have been or what, what it was supposed to be. I don't know. And um, mm-hmm. there's the real people will disappoint you. Uh, people who live far away or just dreams or, you know, like uh, fantasies or, or, or just, you know, regretful kind of like uh, that could have worked if only the circumstances mm. had allowed for more. Um, that kind of stuff you, you dwell on and it, it's, it, it was never really any, like, I don't know. It, I, it only felt like something you wanted because you only got to have it for such a short time. I think that's the I, thing that I'm. She could walk through a field of shit and I would lick the sole of her feet. Mm. Well, I'd do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Bob. I'm like, you know what? I do. You know what? At the time. So I've always been like a pretty reserved person, like with my body. Like I don't I'm not really easy sexually. Right. But she was, right? She was fucking everybody. And I was like, that's cool. Fuck yeah. me also. And I yeah. just love you. And I'm going to love you forever. And I just like. Yeah. Whether you like me or not. or whether yeah. I'm <laughs> like, you know what? You you go fuck 11 people. And then you come home. I'll cook you dinner at 2 a.m. in the morning. I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, I will, I will literally love you forever regardless. I don't know. I don't know if that's unique to me. But I, I, I yeah. love the shit out of this woman. And I would do it today. Yeah, I, it comes as a sort of, uh, like, sense of, uh, like, being a martyr. And, and, you, mm. and it's a fulfilling experience to be like, this is how loyal I am. Mm. I am more loyal and faithful than you can imagine. Yeah. You had yeah. no idea what the, you walked into. The pussy doesn't and matter. someday you'll appreciate it. Yeah. But, uh, no, you, I'm sorry, you don't now. The dick but, doesn't matter. Like, yeah. she, so she was bi too, so she would, she would fuck girls, she would fuck guys, and I would be like, you know what, I don't care. As long as I'm the one that you're coming to when you're crying about them, mm-hmm. I'm cool. Like, come yeah. cry to them about me. Be, lay on my chest and tell me about but if you see that person meet somebody else and then start having another life that doesn't include you that could never include you you gotta just let them have that it's hard you're being emotionally dependent also i'm letting her have that now and i'm like you know what i'll just try to find i'll try to find my own way through like two husbands and three kids and well, now we're doing comedy and we're having a great time. <laughs> Houston, Texas has a wonderful comedy scene, I think. Like, let's quit fucking talking about this. <laughs> let's end the episode. All right. That was a good one. Hey, what do you got? Uh, stuff you want to uh, pitch or, or uh, you got stuff that you need oh, to tell? Or stuff a, that, oh, a podcast you call? Those Lonely Boys. What is it? Los Lonely Boys. Los yeah. Lonely Boys. And that's yeah. with Antonio Aguilar and Will Loden. Yes. And you, Joe Esquivel. Yeah. Okay. I have a I have an open mic at Liberty Station. Liberty Station <gasps> on Sundays. Sundays. Yeah. Eight, uh, sign up at 7.30. Show starts at 8.30. Mm, yeah, okay. I'll be hosting. Yeah. Frequent host of comedy stuff. Yep. Secret Group is reopening. Yeah. And on the 26th, I think. Uh, mm. the first show, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be playing Santa, Sad Santa, at <laughs> Rudyard's on Christmas Day, hosting the Sad Santa show. And um, and it's going to be a yearly event at Rudyard's, actually. I'm gonna, uh, actually, it's going to be uh, every year. 
and I'm going to draw names out of uh, people invited to the show are not going to know their exact time they're going up. I have to draw their names out of the Mrs. Kiss's Christmas stocking that I have. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm wearing a Santa suit. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, that's going to be pretty fun at Rudyard's on December 25th, Christmas night. Um, December 25th, Yeah, the, the follow me at BoringOldBob on Instagram and Twitter. And Alex, uh, what's I, your... You know, I am at DitchMouse on, on Instagram and on Facebook, kind of. Like Facebook slash DitchMouse. Do you do, you do Twitter? I don't do Twitter. Oh. I've tried. I've tried. I can't. Oh, this is just saying something stupid every day. <laughs> I can't. You know, I say things that are so stupid that then I cry. So I yeah, can't. Yeah, but do then Twitter. somebody in Portland is gonna read it like. Eh. I, you know, I would maybe. You know, Bob, maybe we should collab on the Twitter shit. No, but maybe anyway. you should do your own. <laughs> um. Maybe get your own fucking shit, bitch. Okay. You can follow me at uh, Instagram and Twitter at the Joe Cassidy T H E J O E C O S I T Y. Okay. Wow! Again with the Joe. Shit! Is how many plugs is Joe gonna get? Okay, and you you wasted yours. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I was gonna say. Look, listen, listen. I'm the only female here, so you better fucking listen, or you're sexist. Okay. Okay. I have a meme group called Absurdist Humor for Absurdist Humor. U dash M O R. That's my meme group. Uh-huh. And then also just everything that Joe and Bob just plugged. All it's right. my favorite thing ever. The Thanks. end. The end. <laughs>